Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. Do you struggle with identity? Do you, do you feel like sometimes you're a failure? And of all those things, does it make you feel, listen to me this morning, does it make you feel worthless? Do you struggle with guilt and shame? And, and you feel like, man, nobody knows about that and nobody cares about that. This morning, I want to tell you something, that we have a weapon against those attacks of the enemy. It's called the Word of God. It's called the Bible. But I'm going to ask you something today. Are you using it at all? Or to the, best of your, to the best of your ability, are you using God's word? Because it changes everything. This morning, I want to talk to you as we continue our series in Committed. But man, what a great service we had last week. God showed up and did a great shot. We talked about commitment and being committed and how commitment is very rare commodity these days in the world that we live in. We talked about how important it is to be committed to Jesus to ourselves, and be committed to others around us. We had a great response around the altar. People were up here committing and recommitting their lives to Jesus, and it was just a sweet thing last week. Listen, can I just say something? When, when good things happen, you need to show and you need to give praise about it. Can I thank all of the leaders of CR in this place this morning? We had 23 people in CR last night. Come on. People, God is doing a miraculous thing. Not, he's doing a miraculous thing in CR. He's doing a miraculous thing in big church. And come on, all we got to do, and listen, there was some times a few months ago when, when, man, we had a pep talk and we had, because the enemy was fighting it. You know what? When the enemy fights something, that means it's about to burst through. It's about to go through the roof. And when he's... Come on, if there's something in your life he's giving you grief over, you got to know that there is breakthrough on the other side of that. We had, we had to encourage him, don't give up. Don't quit. Because there's light at the end of the tunnel. And they saw it last night. 23 people in CR. Come on, one more time. God is so good. Title of my message this morning. Damn, you all got 10 minutes of not even written down, hardly, but... The title of my message this morning is Committed to the Word. We talked about commitment last week. Pastor Minnie's going to talk about being committed to, fat, uh, to prayer and fasting next week. But the committed to the Word, can I give you some statistics? Y'all like statistics? I do. I'm going to get them to you anyway. Only 24%, listen to this, of Americans believe that the Bible is the literal Word of God. Wow. It's the lowest in 40 years. Only 57, listen to this one, of professing Christians still think that the Bible is the inspired word of God. 57%. Listen, the reading of the Bible, the, the reading and studying of the word is one of the most neglected things in the Christian life today. And you know what? Many say this. They say, I don't have time. I'm too busy. And some people say, I don't understand it. Or they'll say, do I really have to read the Bible? Whew. 
I'm gonna talk to you about the words of life that are in this book. I meant to bring my old King James. It's in the, it's in the office, I forgot it. But what I've done in the last three months is I have gotten my old Bible out that has tape holding the cover on it. I've gotten the old one out that, that I used to highlight everything in until I got an iPad. And I've got that thing sitting in my office and I'm starting to read it and I'm starting to see what God told me 12 years ago. I'm starting to see what God told me 15 or 20 years ago. I'm starting to see because it's coming to life to me again. But I'm telling you this morning that the word of God is very important. We live in a day and the reliance and the hearing of the word of God is kind of fading away. And the Old Testament prophesied this. And in Amos, I know we don't hear of Amos. Sometimes we need to read the Old Testament. There is, that is a book of the Bible. But Amos 11 says this. The time is surely coming, says the sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine on the land. Not a famine of bread and not a famine of water, but the hearing of the words of the Lord. It happened then, and it's happening now. It seems like, pe time, it seems like people today would prefer a message on relationships and themes and movies. And listen, we have series here. We do go through all of those things, but they kind of would rather have a personal pep talk with little or no Bible in it Listen, I've been hearing some preachers. I've been listening to some people right now that they talk for 30 minutes about what they're talking about. They have one Bible verse in it. I'm going to tell you something. It's not what man's interpretation is. It's what thus saith the Lord. People are starving for the word and it being accurately taught. Listen, I'm not the most educated person in the world, but I want to know when you walk in here today that I did the best that I could. I taught you with authority. I, when you leave here, that everything you heard was the truth. We don't need a bunch of junk food. We don't need a bunch of watered-down gospel words. We don't mean Nad's interpretation. We need the real word of God. <sighs> I'm wound up this morning, y'all. We need the real word of God. We need the Bible. Genesis 1.1 says this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Everything begins with God. Everything's in the middle with God. And everything ends with God. And let me just tell you something. Do you believe the Bible? You have to believe the first four words to believe the rest of it. In the beginning, God. If you don't believe that right there, you might as well put it on the thing and never pick it up again. You got to believe that or it's just a history book or, or it's a bunch of good stories or, or it's great literature. Listen to what the world's done. The world and society has tried to ban it. They've tried to burn it. They've tried to bash it. They've tried to discredit it. They've made fun of it, but it's still the number one bestseller of all time. Oh, there it is. There it is. See that tape? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Bible says this, why is, it the, why is it the number one bestseller of all time? Because it says 3,800 times it says God said. If it said God said 10 times, it would be worth listening to. 3,800 times it says God said. And it also says that your word is settled in heaven. Do you know that there's been 2,500 prophecies and most all of those have been fully fulfilled? 2,500 of them. Jesus was one of those prophecy. And the Bible says he is the word that came to flesh. Listen to what John 1 says. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. 
all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, listen, and the life was the light of men, and the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it or could not extinguish it. It's important to know the word of God in our walk with Jesus because he is the word of God. So why must we be committed to the word daily? Number one, the word is the truth. Mm. Today in America, many believe there's no moral absolutes. There's really no right, really right, or there's no real wrong. And, and many hold the philosophy of moral relativeness. Nobody is objectively right or wrong. And everybody ought to tolerate the behavior of everyone else, even if the majority is against it or disagrees with it. How many times have you heard statements like these? What's right for you may not be right for me. If it feels good, ah, just do it. And nothing is really right. There are just different opinions. But can I tell you the truth this morning? The truth is still the truth, whether you want to believe it, whether you want to accept it, whether or not you want to take it in your heart, it's still the truth. You can stick your head in the sand and pretend that it does not matter or it does not exist. But let me tell you, it still exists and it's still truth. We must be committed to the truth because there was freedom in the truth. John 8, 32 says this. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Can I just tell you something this morning? Truth hurts. Ever had anybody tell you the truth and it, man, it hurt? Oh, it. I try to stab myself in the back, but you know. But truth hurts. Truth is inconvenient. We don't want to hear what we don't want to hear, right? But let me tell you something about truth. It's essential for growth and development in who Jesus are. You don't want people walking around telling you what you want to hear all the time. Come on. If they tell you what you want to hear all the time, you're never going to grow. You're never going to go to the place where God wants you to be. The truth helps with your development. But what does his word do for us? 2 Timothy. Y'all are going to get some Bible today. Bobby was like, Lord Jesus. But hey, if I'm talking about the word, we need to be talking about the word. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture. Right there, just, just stop. All Boom. You either believe the Bible or you don't. All scripture is inspired by God and is made useful to teach what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us, ouch, when we are going in the wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. Anybody like taking medicine in here? Well, I'm glad y'all are saved in here. Nobody likes taking medicine in here. But... I remember when my daughter was three years old, trying to get her to take this purple medicine. We had a, oh Lord, we had a really tan looking carpet in the house. It was really tan. But we put that purple medicine in her mouth. And I mean, let me tell you what. I have never seen a three-year-old that it took three adults to hold down to give them a dose of medicine. Man, I'm telling you, we were really struggling. We put that in her mouth and just a few minutes later, like, no, 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 no. Just a few seconds later, it projectiled everywhere. All over that nice tan carpet ruined it. But nobody likes to take medicine. Why? Because it has a bad taste. And, and we make a terrible, Pastor Minnie, you ought to watch her take a pill. It's like, oh, God. 
She, not a pill, but medicine, yes. Yes, everything tastes like bad medicine to her. But we make terrible faces, and we, but here's what we also do when we don't want to do. We try to neglect it. But can I tell you that God's word is like powerful medicine? But in order for it to work for us, we need to be able to swallow it. You may not always like what it tastes. You may not always like the taste of it. But you have to internalize it for it to work in your life. You got to look hard when you can sometimes, sometimes those things when we have to internalize, we have to look hard within ourselves. And sometimes we don't want to look at ourselves. We don't want to see the thing that we need to build in ourselves. We're always trying to find wrong with everyone else. And God said, Am I your word? Well, if you read the word of God, sometimes you're going to go, Ouch, ooh, man. If you're sitting here going, That's for them, then you need the word of God in you. But we got to let it teach us, we got to let it correct us. Most of all, we have to learn how to convict us. We've got to stay daily in the word because number two, the word gives direction. How many of us have said, I really don't know which way to go. Man, I really feel, I really feel like I'm lost. I seem like I'm lost and don't know have my direction today. But we have to know that the word of God is our guide. Psalms 37, 23 says this, the steps of a good man or woman are ordained by the Lord and he delights in his way. Sometimes, oh, sometimes God has given you the destination to go to and it's from point A to point B. And so many times we take these steps and he's like, if you'll just keep walking like this. But so many times in life we walk like this, don't we? Come on, we, we're doing it. Let me take a step off. Ouch, that hurt. Uh, then we take a step off here, and then we go here, and then we walk back up the stairs, and then we're going here. But God is like, man, I made it from point A to point B for you. I made it so easy for you, but you directed your own steps. You went the way that you wanted to go, and you were wondering why you ended up in the destination that... You wonder where, how you ended up here? It's because, man, I made it so easy for you, but you made it so hard on yourself. I am preaching to me this morning. How many, how did we make it with an atlas? Y'all remember the atlas? It was 18, 18 feet long, and, and, you're, and it stretched through the whole front seat of the car, and I'd almost now, you know, how did we make it through that? And then we had to go to Google Maps, and we had 14 pages to get you somewhere. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Turn left here, turn right, you know, all that. How did we ever get past maps and Google Maps? <sighs> However, what we've done now is we've upgraded to GPS, right? Yeah. And how often do you use your GPS? Come on. I use it almost everywhere I go because I have a bad tendency sometimes, even when I use GPS, to take the wrong... Anybody else do that? Oh, I mean, I'm talking or I'm just daydreaming. All of a sudden, it's telling me to turn. I'm going, oh, well, I should have turned there. Okay, or I have my beautiful GPS in the car. You should have turned back that direction. She doesn't give me that nice Siri voice. But sometimes you can get lost even with GPS. But listen, GPS isn't just a map to your destination. Y'all use Waze? You ever heard of Waze? But Waze will tell you how long it's going to take for you to get to your destination. It's going to tell you the traffic that's involved in it. It's going to tell you the road hazards that's involved. Car on the side of the road. And it's going to tell you where the popo is. 
That's the best one right there now. Come on. You better slow down because there is a cop coming up on your... Yesterday, we were driving, and Pastor Mitty was getting a little upset because this person kept slowing down. But twice, two times, there were three times, they start slowing down, and police, what, did it, what does it say? Something about the police are coming up. Be careful. And so I said, next time she started getting mad, I said, there's probably a cop. All of a sudden, it said, police ahead. <laughs> but it also tells you if there's a faster route to get where you want to go. And listen, what do we do? We trust what it says, don't we? Well, let me tell you what, the Word of God is literally our GPS. It gives us clear instructions on how to get to our destination. And listen, some of us need a GPS kind of faith. Some of us need to upgrade our faith like we've upgraded our map system. Faith is trusting God and His direction, trusting Him in His timing, trusting Him in the roots that He has presented to give you. It also gives us, it also lights up our path. Psalms 119 says this, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Maybe today you're stumbling through the dark and maybe you're going through the loss of a loved one or maybe you're going through a divorce or, or maybe you have some health issues and maybe you have some financial hardships. The word lights up our path when we're having a hard time seeing. Psalms 23 says this, yay, listen, yay do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. There's going to be times in your life you're going to walk through the valley. It might not be death, but it may feel like death to you. You're going to walk through the valley, but it says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, for your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Jesus said this, he says, I am the light of the world. John 1, 5 says, the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. No matter what has been brought forth on this world and in your life, the darkness has not. I come to tell you this morning, it's not overcome you. The only way it overcomes you is if you allow it to overcome you. He helps us to walk each day and lights up our path. We have to be committed to the word because, number three, the word is our weapon. It's called the sword of the spirit. In Ephesians 6, 17, it says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The other equipment, as you remember a few months ago, if you weren't here, we talked about uh, the, the helmet of salvation and the shield of faith and the shoes of peace and the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. But those are all defensive things. Those are all defensive tools. I think that we have been on the defensive too long. I think we've been walking through life saying, oh my gosh, I hope, I hope this doesn't happen. I hope that doesn't happen. When God says, let's take the sword of the spirit, which is an offensive weapon, and let's start using it against the enemy. Listen, Jesus, when he went out into the wilderness to be tempted, he used the weapon very well. The enemy kept coming at him, telling him, you can have this and you can do that if you'll only do this. And he said these three words, it is written. So many times we have to understand that it's written. It is written. We have the same power. And when the enemy says this, when the enemy says you're guilty, you need to say John 1, 9. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We need to remind him that we're not guilty anymore. 
When he says you're still the same and you can't ever change, you need to quote 2 Corinthians says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. You've been holding on to the old. It ain't there no more. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. When he says you're worthless, you need to say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Do you know something? You are so much worth to God that he gave the best that he had. That ought to encourage you today that you're not worthless. The word changes how we see ourselves. Number four, the word gives us power over sin. We don't talk about sin in the church world much anymore. But it gives us power over sin. It gives us the, 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 the extra strength, that we, like extra strength Tylenol. It gives us that extra strength that we need to have power. Psalms 119 says this. How can a young person or how can anybody stay pure? By, it says, by obeying your word. It says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Can I tell you, the more you read, the more you learn. The more you know, the more you're able to apply it when you need it. As the knowledge of our word gets increases, our relationship with Jesus increases. And the less we're inclined, listen, the closer you get to Jesus, the less you'll sin. I promise you that. When you get close, so close to him, you don't, you don't have, you can't really hear his voice when he's way back there. But when you get closer to him, the more things, conviction is a good thing. Can I tell you, if you're being convicted right now for something, that's not a bad thing in your life. But the closer you get in relationship to Jesus right now, he will start speaking to you and you'll be less likely to do those things that you were doing in the past. Just like being committed to working out, Teresa has been committed to working out, I don't know how long, about a year or so now, and you can, she can see the results, but you have to get in there, and you have to do it each day. You have to make yourself do that, and it, listen, it always works, and even with the Word, the Word will reshape your life. Listen to what Isaiah 55, 11 says, so, so shall my Word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish what I please it to accomplish. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. When you need it, you have to learn how to speak it and you have to learn how to pray it back to him. The next time you're feeling lonely and afraid, I want you to pray back this. Deuteronomy says, and the Lord said, he is the one who goes before you. Come on, you got somebody paving the way for you right now. No matter what you're going through, somebody is ahead of you, and that's Jesus. He says, I'll go before you, and I'll be with you. He will not leave you. Listen, somebody needs to hear this. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Sometimes you just got to understand Psalms 94, 14. You need to get you some words so you can pray them back to God. The Lord will not reject his people. He will not abandon his special possession. You are his special possession. You may not feel special. People have been calling me special my whole life, but I am his special possession. Maybe you're feeling weak. You need to pray back Philippians 4, 13. says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not just a good tattoo. Come on. If you can't think of anything to put on a tattoo, put Philippians 4.13. Maybe you can get that in your spirit if it's on your arm. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. 
Even people don't even go to church, they got Philippians 4.13 somewhere on their body. I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So listen, whatever you're going through, find a scripture, repeat it, and remind God of it every day. Being committed to the word helps you grow and helps you produce fruit. Listen to what Isaiah 55 says. It says, the rain and the snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seeds for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It's the same thing with my word. I send it out. It always produces fruit, and it will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper wherever I send it to. If you need something for God, say, God, you need to send the word. There's been so many times in the Bible where people were waiting for something and God sent the word just at the right time. He's got a right time just for what you need. You want to increase your relationship with Jesus? Be committed to being watered by the word. Because when a seed gets watered, it starts to grow. I think you needed to go back to kindergarten, go back to uh, children's church, Sunday school, and, and memorize some Bible verses, get you some Bible verses that I've said before. We used to have a time when Kagan had posted notes all over the house. You couldn't go anywhere, but everywhere you went, there was a verse that you needed to hear. Sometimes you just need to remember it. You need to hide it in your heart. The Bible also says you need to meditate on his word. So many times we think, man, I got to read five chapters. And I got my ninth devotional done this morning. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. But sometimes God just says, I don't want you to get a word. And I want you to meditate on that word. There's been times when I'll be reading something, all of a sudden there'll be one verse pop out at me. And I might read that same verse five or six or eight times because the Bible says we need to meditate on his word. So many times we skip over trying to get to the next thing. And listen, God's been convicting me of that preaching. Hey, Les, yeah, you're reading your word for a good sermon. But are you hiding your word, my word in your heart? Are you reading it just because I want you to grow and be strong? Or are you reading it so you'll be good on Sunday? Oh, it hurts. He wants us to memorize. He wants us to meditate. And listen, he wants us to word. He wants the word to come alive in us. And when it does, this is what happens. It produces a harvest in your life. Maybe you feel like, man, your ground, there's nothing growing in your ground. Get the word deep inside of you. Maybe you feel like that you're not accomplishing anything. Get the word deep inside of you, and it will change because it's alive. Let's all stand if we would, please. We got one more verse. We normally are done with verses at altar, but I really feel like this is good. Hebrews 4.12. It says, for the word of God is alive. And it's powerful. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Ah, listen. Cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, it exposes, listen, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. We've been fasting for the last couple weeks. And even before that, what is God been exposing to you. I know, oh, that's a bit, ouch word, Pastor. Don't want to expose. What has God been exposing in your life? But also, what has God just been showing you? What's he been saying? 
Has he been saying that, you know, there's some things I really need you to cut out of your life and you can't go to the next level because you keep holding on to that thing. I've told you to cut it, you keep holding it. Maybe here's, there's some, some things he's saying, let it go, let it go, and you just not, you'd rather watch Frozen than, than to let it go. There's some things that he has tried to move you forward on and you are stuck in reverse, you're in neutral, and God said, no, I, am, I got forward for you, baby. I got 100 miles an hour wherever you wanna go, but you're stuck. I'm gonna ask you this morning to let it go to move forward, to cut it out. And this next week, let's really, last week of the fast, let's really ask God to say, God, what is it you want to, me to see? What do you want me to hear in your word? God, make your word alive to me this week. I don't wanna just read the Bible and say, man, that's boring. I wanna hear it come alive to me on the pages. Listen, you have not because you ask not. And when you ask those things of God, he's faithful and just to do those things. Listen, all this time we've been talking about the greatest book, the greatest love story, the greatest story ever told. That's his word. And listen, all of us have tried to write our own story. Some of the pages are missing and some of the chapters are still unfinished. And you listen, you're not happy with the beginning and you're not happy with the middle. But if you haven't allowed God to be part of your story, I got news for you. He wants to rewrite your story this morning. The good news is there could be a new beginning today. Maybe your story didn't start out the way you liked it to be. Maybe it was from a child or maybe it was from something that happened to you. God wants to write. He said, behold, I do a new thing in you. He wants to rewrite your story. There can be a new beginning today. And with your commitment, you can have the peace that you don't feel like you could ever have. You can have the contentment. Maybe you're going through life and just never seem to be enough. God has the contentment that only he can give you. And maybe that joy has left you. God says, I want to give it back to you this morning. You know what it does? All it takes is your commitment to Jesus this morning. And if it's your first time committing to him, listen, the altars will be open. I, we're gonna be down here to pray for you if you want prayer. The prayer team's on the left and right, but Pastor Minnie and I will be down front here. If you need time to pray with us, we'll take that time. These altars are open for you. If you're a sinner, so just simply come and say, Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need a savior. Please forgive me of my sins and come into my life. If you know Jesus, maybe you just gotta come and release something to him this morning. Maybe you got to give it to him and let it go and say, okay, God, I'm not carrying it into 2023. Heck, I'm not even carrying it out this door this morning. So this morning, make that step for Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon.